Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Monday Night Football doubleheader, and it delivered. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. You had two upsets last night, including the Tennessee Titans beating the Miami Dolphins Perloff, and it was historic. The only team this century to overcome a 14-point deficit in the final three minutes of a game and win it in regulation. I still don't know how Miami lost this game, but you're about to explain it to me. Well, first of all, by the way, they left too much time for Miami. Tennessee left too much time for Miami at the end. It's the craziest. But they did it because they lost. In the sense that not only did they come back and win in regulation, Miami had another shot. The last four minutes of that game were bananas. But we did learn something that I think we all suspected. What's that? That Tua needs everything perfect around him to succeed. So... Uh, Teron Armstead was out, left tackle. Then Connor Williams, his other lineman, what big, good lineman, went down. So you saw the line was all shuffled. That's bad to start with. Then Tyreek Hill goes out with an ankle injury. And if there's any doubt of who the MVP candidate was on the Dolphins, it's Tyreek Hill. So you saw the offense just slow down without Hill. Yeah. So that made them all vulnerable. What happened to the defense, which was playing great all night in the last few minutes of the game, I do not quite understand. The defense, I, I think, let down emotionally. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. The defense was really, it's a really good defense. It I think they lost they're, Jalen they're, Phillips, though. Don't yeah. forget that from the yeah, Achilles, maybe. which was a big deal at the time, but Miami kept winning, so we didn't make make too much of it. But most of the game, though, they were having a lot of big plays. Bradley Chubb had big plays. He missed Levis once, but they have Jalen Ramsey. They have all these guys. Sure, Xavier Howard. I, I just think that the, the defense is good and they let down mysteriously. But Tua, forget it, Tua's out of the MVP. Tyreek Hill probably might have cost himself the MVP there, but he's he's an MVP candidate for okay, real. But here's the thing. So Tyreek Hill does go out with a bad-looking ankle and yeah. knee injury, kind of. It's kind yeah. of got rolled up on both. It was a hip drop, another hip drop another tackle. Another one, which is just insane. Uh, that's been an issue all season long. But then he came back into the game. Yeah. And not only did he come back, but at times and on certain drives, he looked like he was full-speed cheetah Back into it. He made two excellent catches on what ended up being a stalled drive, but it was wild to see him come back. But then in the when they really needed him at the Mm -hmm. end of the fourth quarter, it was like he really just couldn't couldn't go. He wasn't even on the field really. I mean First of all, the original injury, I think Dolphins fans must have panicked because it looked like it could be out for the season kind of injury. Yep. But, but it's not. Uh, that being said, it's amazing. He came back. He was just as fast as ever. I don't know what happened at the end. It, this is not their night. All right, I'm just going to say it. The Dolphins were a bit, a bit of frauds coming in because they had not beaten any good teams. The only team they beat with a winning record turns out to be that win over the Broncos, 70-20 to 20 early in the season, that now has a winning record. Yeah, that was in the midst of them starting the season 1-5. and five. Exactly. Yeah, it's been and, a hell of a turnaround for Denver. And, and Miami has really not shown up against the good teams, so I, I just I don't see them as a real Super Bowl contender because I think good teams 
for some reason, have them figured out, uh, even though all the pieces are there, but you see already the pieces are starting to fray. So they're having injuries, and Tua, I think you exposed him a little bit last night. You know, it's interesting because instead of having that signature win against a good opponent, remember, losses to Kansas City, losses to Philadelphia, the loss to Buffalo, but because they had that 70-pointer, it was yeah. like all the offensive numbers end up yep. getting a little bit skewed, and you're like, all right, well, they don't have a signature win, but they did, like, have a – historic blowout win that has to count for something. And I think you're right about the everything has to go perfectly Mm. because it felt like even though they have Waddle, they have Mostert, to me, it was half Tua gets a, a it's a little tougher when when it's not perfect for him. And I think it's a little di- difficult for Mike McDaniel. And he's been the darling of the league, and rightly so. The play calling, the innovation, mm. ever calling it, this is, um, you know, different than anything we've ever seen before. But he, like, couldn't call the game yeah. that he wanted to call yeah. when Tua, or excuse me, when Tyreek went out. And I thought he had trouble adjusting. There were times when they're in the red zone and he's calling pass plays, like, run the ball. And I think it cost his team also. Uh, And they did the thing you hate, going to short uh, shotgun and fourth and short. I know you hate that, too. But, yeah, but Maggie, you say all that, but their line is beat up. So That's true. Yeah, I I, I don't play Mike McDaniel. I think Mike McDaniel is still a good play caller. you got to have your guys out there. Let's hear from Mike McDaniel on what went wrong for the Dolphins last night. Again, coughed up a two-score lead with under three minutes to go. You know, you had uh, you had a lot of yards given up in a short amount of time. You had um, the a, a shorter field position, um, and you had an offense that went three and out. You know, that's the only, literally the only way that that could happen. Um, and so, yeah, we we all get to share the share the blame, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that first part felt like he was blaming the defense. They gave up a lot of yards. That was definitely the defense with mm. three minutes left thinking, we've got this one in the bag. And you could understand where the defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, is just saying, call off the dogs, pardon me. Like, you're playing soft. Play it safe. Yep. Yeah, playing it safe. You know, and Will Levis of the Titans really took advantage. I mean, think about this if you're Miami. How you are, you lose this game despite the fact that Tennessee handed you a muff punt that you turned into a touchdown. Then a fumble between Will Levis and Derrick Henry on sort of like a pass, shovel pass kind of play, whatever. That turned into a touchdown. Miami had 21 points off of turnovers in this game, not to mention the Levis pick six early in the game, and they still lost. It is wild. No, it's absolutely bizarre. We're at the crazy point of the season. You know how on Sunday, uh, the witching hour on NFL Red Zone, it's 345 and all good teams become bad teams? I think this setting sets a tone for December to me. We're going to see teams like Miami, who are at the top of the standings, lose games like this because it's a long season. It's a war of attrition, and Last night to me was the, actually in both games, was the first volley. The bad teams are going to rise up this December and beat the better teams. I remember, I, I have to admit, we do a thing here called what, what We Were Wrong About. Yeah. I did not think either of these games was going to be good. And specifically, I didn't. I thought the <laughs> Titans had no chance. They haven't won a road game all season. I cannot believe this outcome last night. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, by the way, I still don't know if Will Levis is good. Did the Dolphins lose to a good quarterback last night? I don't think so. I think Will Levis, I mean, listen, he's only in his rookie year now, so we have a long way to go. But he's getting giving us the sort of Bermuda Triangle 
when you talk about yeah, Derek yeah, yeah. Carr and we're never sure if he's a good quarterback. Or, I think now we know with Carr, but that's at the end. It's like you're not really sure. We don't have enough data yet. What I do know <laughs> is that every team that decided not to offer DeAndre Hopkins mm. has got to be watching this game last night and thinking, what did I, why, oh. why didn't I offer DeAndre? If I'm the Chiefs, if I'm the Bills, I mean, why is DeAndre Hopkins not on a contender this year? That is wild. Go for you could go through thirty-one other teams who want DeAndre Hopkins right Everyone's now. Everyone's a receiver short. Yeah, I mean, except li- for the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, where you know Tyree Kill got hurt last night, it'd be nice to have DeAndre Hopkins sitting back there because Waddle, you saw he got it went down one play too. Yep. They are they're a bit of a fragile, smaller lineup. You're right, Hopkins would be great. I'd want him on the Eagles. That, imagine if the Cowboys had a second weapon like that. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, the one team that probably doesn't need him, the Niners have That's so many. That's what I said. Everyone no, but yeah, the yeah. Niners. Right, Niners right. So, but the Bills. should kick themselves. Yeah, and, and Levis, by the way, he can run. Uh, yep. and, but he runs like a madman. He runs like your guy, Josh Allen. Like, yep. he'll just take on a linebacker. Is that sustainable? I, I don't know. I've never thought it's been sustainable with Josh Allen all these years. Yet, knock on wood, somehow he continues to play. I mean, Listen, Levis was selling out uh, on a yeah. lot of plays. He may have been putting himself in some serious harm's way at times, but here's Levis. Let's hear from him that this win, a confidence booster, but also Titans like playing spoiler. Shoot, I mean, yeah, uh, this is a big confidence booster for us for sure. I mean, this is not the you know record we would hope to have at this point in the season. Um, not the position we'd hope to be in um, in the playoff race and all that, but all we can do is just keep pushing. And we talked about that all week, and we had opportunity to come and, and spoil their party and, um, you know, be a really good football team and build confidence going forward. And, and I'm so glad we were able to do that. Okay, so how they play spoiler is Miami, if they had won last night, would have had the number one seed in the AFC. Instead, now the Ravens have that locked up. Now Miami and Baltimore do play each other week 17 of the season, second to last week of the regular mm-hmm. season. So a lot's going to be on the line there. But think about it. With Miami, this now cuts their lead in the AFC East from three games to two games. Now if Buffalo starts to surge, I mean, there is a lot to be decided yeah. in this division. And the Titans are, they're 5-8, and eight, right? So they're on the fringe of playoff. They have two games against the Texans coming up who have uh, C.J. Yeah. Stroud got a concussion. Man, the, the Titans remind me a little bit of Mike Tomlin's Steelers. Like Mike Vrabel, he will always find a way to be threatening. Right. Last year, they fell apart a lot at the end. But even when they were in the backup quarterbacks, they were a dangerous team. So when you look at we probably should have seen this coming. I don't care if the Dolphins get the number one seed. I, honestly, do you really think the Dolphins are tough enough to get through a playoff schedule? Because I think you saw it last night. Is this team really built for the postseason? You, they have a fancy, high-flying offense that can score 70 points in the right conditions. My fear is come January, are they that kind of team? You can't say unequivocally yes. Uh, you can't say that yet. I mean, maybe they're, they still have time to prove that they can be that tough team, but I don't think anyone looks at Miami and says, like, man, that's a tough team. And they have a good defense. It's not about that. But I don't think they look and say that's a really tough team. They have not earned the benefit of the doubt there yet. Now, I'll disagree with you. I think the home field would be massive. Oh, for Miami? Definitely. I mean, first of all, let's get, uh, yes. the, get get it away from the Chiefs and then let's see what happens in the in the AFC. But not just that. Like think about it. Either you go and you sweat your face off in Miami, you're hot, you're dehydrated. We know the Dolphins are so good at, you know, in those one o'clock game. If it is a one o'clock game, probably wouldn't be, but like you're in the sun and mm. they're in the shade. You know, they've got all the tricks to really make the weather work for them. Or Miami's gotta go to freezing cold Baltimore, freezing yeah. cold Kansas City, like 
the home field should be everything for but, Miami. But can we be honest about one thing, though? What's the that? players on the Ravens and the Chiefs definitely want that game to be in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Even Baltimore doesn't like yeah. being in Baltimore. I mean, you play in the rain and the wind of Baltimore. Uh, I think if you're a player, like, uh, give me Miami. The thing is, it's going to be Miami in January. Is it really going to be that hot? I think it'll be nice. No, it's going to be way hotter. And I kind of want, you know, Tua in the elements. You know, I again, we talk about yeah. things not being perfect for him. Give me rain. Give me wind. Well, rain, he probably doesn't matter. But give me wind. Oh, give me course. some snow. Of course. You know, not because like he's necessarily bad in the snow, but because he just doesn't ever play in the snow. No, no, no. I, I, absolutely. Of course, you do, you want to get Tua into the elements. Uh, but I'm not actually sure this Miami team is built to win in either place because they seem really fragile. And honestly, Anytime an O-line gets hurt, it doesn't matter what, how good a team you It doesn't matter if you're the Chiefs at the peak. Yep. You are very vulnerable. And this seems like the number one issue uh, for me if I'm Miami. Let's uh, listen to Tua. Says, this is not the same old Dolphins. Yeah, I, 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 don't, think, uh, I don't think this is the same Dolphins team that everyone thinks, um, thinks about. Uh, we got a lot of really good players. We got really good coaches. Um, and it, it's it's one loss. It's, you know, home uh, this year. It's not, not like the world the world ends uh, because we, we lost this game. Uh, we're human. We'll continue to get better from this. Um, this is the NFL. You know, no one's perfect. So that's that. I mean, I mean, that's all factually true. They yeah. are humans. <laughs> that is correct. Your carbon-based life form. I can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, technically. Cannot take that away from you. I. It's it's all the right things you should be saying yeah. in the even keel way you should be saying it. Don't make this more than it is. But to be honest, like, do do you think of the Dolphins as choke artists or something oh, like yeah. that? No, the Dolphins, to me, have this rap and unfair. It might be because of the uniforms and the fact they play in Florida, they feel like a team who's going to blow out bad teams in the regular season who are not tough enough to win in the postseason. Because Even though, of the teal? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. It just No, because they feel like a warm-weather team that is not built for the playoffs. I don't think that's... I think that's what he's talking about. They're, we barely that, get to see them really do their thing in the isn't playoffs. Isn't that how you think about the Dolphins? Is there anyone who doesn't think about the Dolphins like that? Um, I mean, listen, last year, Tua was hurt for the playoff game. You have no idea what could have been if he, or even the backup quarterback, if Teddy Bridgewater had yeah. been healthy in that game. Do you think Tua's, I mean, Tua actually has played okay in the cold, but Tua is from Hawaii. They have this high-flying offense with Mostert and Hill and all these fast guys. When you think of playoff football, you think of the game slows down and it's super tough two is the last guy you think of well I, I don't know I mean they they should be able to run the ball because they do have most dirt if the line is banged up then obviously that that's not as good but you should be able to run the ball this is Mike McDaniels coming from yeah. Kyle Shanahan I mean who runs the ball better than Shanahan and you've got the ultimate weapon in Tyree Kill now we'll see you know listen again he came back in the game last night was kind of in and out of the lineup in the second half if he is if he sustained any significant injury that is that's almost impossible to overcome. Yeah, I, I think you're kind of stepping into my lane here, Maggie. What's that? Weather. I mean, <laughs> I know, sad dad. So basically, Weather. you could take any, I, I mean, the stereotype is you take any warm weather team and put them into the cold playoffs. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the Niners, I don't, I'm not sure the Niners are cut out to play in snow. You know, they feel like they feel like a warm weather team too because they're used to playing in San Francisco. You take any dome team, you take them outside, take Jared Goff outside. What do you think is going to happen? Well, so I do think, 
honestly, I maybe it's a cliche, but there, there's got to be something to that where warm weather teams play worse in a cold playoff game. Well, as we learned again last night, cliches may not be a bad thing. And I'm talking about Tommy Cutlets, who is every cliche ever imagined Forget for an Italian-American. <laughs> and everyone is loving it. Down to him, his parents, his agent, yeah. who looked like he was going to a costume party last night, <laughs> dressed as like a 1920s gangster. I thought he was going to be carrying like a fake Uzi in a violin case or something. I mean, this dude was straight <laughs> out of central casting. And you know what? Maybe not all cliches are a bad thing. We will get into that game as well. Another shocker. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is doubleheader. Both games start at the same time. Nobody totally understands why. No one was excited about either of these games, and they both delivered in a big way. Just photo finishes for both of them. And, of course, we want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS. Do you believe in the Dolphins? Are they the paper tigers? Perloff saying he thinks they're not tough. They're just not Never proved it so far this year. And then last night to cough up a two-score lead with under three minutes left. No one's done it this century. I mean, it's hard to turn the page on stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of, I'm burying the Dolphins, and it's not a good time to do that. It's, obviously, last night was a, a rough night because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. I, I But I didn't believe in them coming into this game. Honestly, because watch them against good teams. Your Bills destroyed them. I just think if you they go up against good teams, I think you can figure out some of that fancy offense. 855-212-4CBS. We'll get into uh, the other game as well. Jordan Love really laying an egg in this game after he had been so good. Aaron Rodgers warned us about this, guys. Warned us not to build up Jordan Love on the good side or the bad side. And yesterday we saw a lot more of the bad. We'll get to that. 855-212-4CBS. So much to do. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Admittedly, we're playing a little Tuesday morning quarterback because I'm not sure we expected to come in talking about, hey, Tommy Cutlets just beat the Packers and <laughs> Will Levis yeah. somehow had a historic comeback against the Dolphins. Okay, welcome to the NFL where <laughs> anything can happen. The uh, Tommy DeVito stuff feels like such a cliche and so obvious that it's almost not real. This whole idea that the NFL scripts itself was Basically proven true last night. Yes, in New York, where there's this huge Italian-American, uh, you know, population, the fact that you'd have Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, with his parents who both, you know, just very, a lot of proud Italians uh, celebrating Tommy DeVito, which is great. And then you have his agent comes in, I mean, literally looks like the untouchables. Like, he looked like he was going to a 1920s gangster party because he's wearing all black on black with a suit and the black turtleneck and then a fedora hat on top of it with the gold chains and everything. It was like out of central casting. I saw him more as the killer, the assassin in Godfather 2. Sure. The guy, remember (laughs) the guy who walked into the hospital in Godfather 2? He's wearing that same fedora. Yeah. Yeah, either way, it was beautiful. I mean, what a great touch. Also, there was a moment when Tommy DeVito orchestrates the drive that leads to the game-winning field goal for the Giants. They've won three in a row. Now they're on the fringe of a playoff race. But it was like they pan over to the to the parents and the agent, and they're all hugging and jumping like in slow motion. And you feel like you could see the dollar signs in the agent's eyes. You know, like, we're all going to be rich. <laughs> like, they might as well have been saying that on the sideline. Yeah. Like, whether Tommy DeVito ends up being the starter for the Giants or he's the next Kurt Warner story or whatever, out of nowhere yeah. story, is yet to be seen. 
But regardless, he's going to be a backup now in the NFL maybe for the next 15 years. So like, uh, the guy's going to get rich now. Earned a lot yeah. of money this yes. little four-game stretch. I, I, generally, people don't like agents, but you like when there's an agent for an under, like an underdog yeah. agent with a player out of nowhere. That's always a great story. <laughs> it's like Italian Ari Gold. Yeah, it's like a movie. Like, I believed in you when no one believed yes. in you, and I'm here. <laughs> Watch DeVito fire him and hire CAA <laughs> in a week. Uh, what's, the, what's the equivalent of going to Sizzler for Italian? Like, you know, the line of white man can't jump. We yeah. going to Sizzler. We need, I, need, I need the equivalent. What is it? Olive Garden? No. Or something? no. Oh, my God. No self-respecting Italian person goes to Olive Garden. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I think I think if you're an Italian person with an Italian grandmother and you go to Olive Garden, that's a big no. I think you're excommunicated from yeah, your family. I, I think you're if in you have big to move trouble. to Wichita or something, you can no longer be invited to the Sunday dinners. I don't know. Uh, it's a great story. I don't know if anyone really cares about the Giants season. There's some implications. Sorry, except for Manny. There's some implications here down the road of what do you do with Daniel Jones? You're winning games, which is taking you out of the possible Caleb Williams Drake May sweepstakes. Right, but you've but already you're won, out of that now. You've already won enough games that you're out of it. So yeah. I think that dream is over. Uh now I think they're looking at a wide receiver next year and not a quarterback, which is kind of fun, but uh, you know, th- 4 weeks ago it was tank 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 tank. Yep. Now that dream is over. Sorry, Manny. Honestly, Manny looks kind of sad that they won. Oh yeah, this is not good long term. No, this is this is not what I wanted at all. A three-game winning streak. Yay! For what? What's the point? For well, what? Well, you get Tommy DeVito in your oh, life now forever. Yay! Great. Played, great. played high school football at one of the big That's high wonderful. schools in New Jersey. Woo! <laughs> and then uh, went to Syracuse, went to Illinois, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, Big Ten powerhouse, Illinois. <laughs> woo By the way, he wasn't even good at Illinois, <laughs> which is the amazing <laughs> thing. The amazing thing to me. Yeah, his college stats are shockingly low. Well, this is so fun. Will Levis at Penn State wasn't very good. And last night, Will Levis was awesome when he needed to be. And it's interesting because Wandell Robinson for the Giants and Will Levis for the Titans both were great college teammates at Kentucky. Two different teams yeah. now, both having really good nights. Wandell for the Giants last night and Will Levis for the Titans. Well, I mean, how many did Wandale have more than one big play? Did he well, have a, he had that big play. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had earlier, that was really big, too. He, he had he's that big he's been playing well. There uh, you go. Uh, phones, 855-212-4CBS. Franny is in Tuscaloosa. has got a thought on the Miami Dolphins. Hi, Franny. How are you? I'm good. Uh, how are you guys? Fantastic. Uh, Miami has opened the door for the Bills just a little bit. How about that? Uh, the first tiebreakers head-to-head if they end up tied. And Miami, they both have to play Dallas, but Miami also has to go to Baltimore yep. also. It's not, Franny, it's a good call. Thanks for making it and pointing it out. The, the, it's not going to be easy here for Miami, especially if they're still dealing with some injury stuff. So you welcome in the New York Jets next weekend. We're coming off a big win over the Texans. Then Dallas, at least you get Dallas at home. Then you're at Baltimore, finish off the season at Buffalo. Now, if Buffalo can keep winning, Buffalo's got to hold up their end of the bargain here to make this interesting because, let's be honest, they won in Kansas City. We talked a lot about Andy Reid and uh, Kadarius Tony and Mahomes. We'll have an update on that story in a moment. They lose that game. But it's not like Buffalo was gangbusters in that game and definitely should have lost it. Well, so, if Buffalo know. wins out, though, the way the AFC has fallen, they'll get at least a wild card. And this is a tricky thing. Is it so much better to get... Uh, to win that division, you get home field in one of the early matchups. Definitely. But generally, 
Though the playoffs are funny this year, the lower seeds are actually in better position at some point. So I'm not sure that's the if my if Buffalo wins out, they're going to make the playoffs. I think that's the. You point. want to know the funny thing about yeah. the AFC? If you look at the AFC playoff race right now, do you want to know the sneaky team that owns like every tiebreaker in the AFC? Wait, I, can I guess? Sure. Is it Indianapolis? No, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh yeah, they but... own tiebreakers, the most yeah. tiebreakers of all the seven and six teams. They have tiebreakers over the Bills, over the Broncos, head to head over Cincinnati. Indy holds the tiebreaker over Houston, so they've got that going for them. But Pittsburgh owns all these tiebreakers. But now they're down to Trubisky. Like, can they keep this thing going? I have no idea. Well, they're seven and six now. They're staring down the barrel of seven and ten, unless Kenny. And I can't believe it. They need Kenny Pickett to come in. And save them. But honestly, the other thing is, too, really all you want to do is avoid Baltimore in the playoffs. What? Who else scares you here right now? I mean, do the Chiefs have to scare you just on reputation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that's a good and point. And again, they should have won that game at Buffalo. I mean, the way Sean McDermott mishandled the end of that game is kind of epic. But it doesn't matter because uh, Kadarius Tony lined up offsides. Before we get to Bogus, can we hear a little Tommy DeVito? Manny's like at a funeral today. Manny, you got to smile, man. You got a hometown hero. Listen, at least the Knicks won yesterday, right, EJ? There you go. Yeah. Congrats to you guys. He's looking up. Let's hear Tommy DeVito enjoying the last drive. He told his team to go win the I mean, you enjoy it when it's an outcome like this, right? Um, I mean, I enjoy being on the field any play, no matter what play it is. So I'm just trying to enjoy it. Did you uh, say anything to your teammates in the huddle before that drive? Let's go win the game. It's on us, on the offense. Movie script, guys. Also, uh, post-game, if you just want to do a little theater of the mind here, so undrafted rookie Tommy DeVito walking in with a, what can only be described as like a red tie-dye fur-looking coat. It was kind of a fleece, wasn't it? Fleece, like it, a fur fleece. Yeah, it was, it was cheesy. I think that's what you're getting <laughs> well, Listen, to each their own. <laughs> and by the way, that Tommy DeVito quote's disappointing. I want to hear a thick... Like, he's going to say, hey, we're going to go celebrate with some gabagool or something. What, <laughs> what was that quote? That could have been from. basically saying it. It could have been from any part of the country. He doesn't even have an Italian accent. What is going on with this guy? Well, it's an Italian accent. He's got a Jersey accent. Right. I'm sure he's it comes not, out. Yeah. The he Italian said, accent you're talking about is not is actually an Italian accent. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> well, <laughs> I just think that he came out and said, I told the team we're going to go out and go for the winning drive. What is that? That is, <laughs> that's just quarterback cliche talk. I need something good out of Tommy Cutlets. What do you want? Like, make him sleep with the fishes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to 86. These pack is now. Yeah, yeah. Something play, like that. They play the Sopranos music when he runs out yeah, onto the field. I want a cliche. I want a stereotype here with Tommy DeVito. I mean, he's named Tommy Cutlets. What more do you want yeah, from him? I, <laughs> but the stereotype like, we've leaned in. We can't like, lean in anymore. sandwiches at New Jersey Deli. <laughs> but they're like, Tommy, a sandwich. what did you say to the team? I said, let's go down and get a game-winning drive. <laughs> I mean, come on. That could have been, that could have, that guy could have been, been from Kansas. I, <laughs> let's go win the game. Yeah, what is that? It's that's. Hey, let's go win the game. That's how you <laughs> let's do go it. Win the game. <laughs> it's is this, is this offensive, by the way? I don't even know if what I'm allowed to too do. Too late. Here. Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out in about an hour. I said it's. I think it's just cliched, but everyone's loving it. You know, I don't think that there's anyone who's standing up and being like, "This is insulting to me." I think everyone's behind Tommy DeVito. Hey, that's me. That's my heritage out there. That's being, you know, celebrated. Yeah. And he's winning, so. I mean, they lean into it. They call him Tommy Cutlet. Yeah. So I do think they're ha- they're obviously, everyone is having a little fun here. He's of not course. really. Look at the agent last night. Again. Yeah. Look dude, at his celebration. Yeah, the Paisan. The, the chain, the TD chain. I mean, yeah. he's just, he's, I don't think he's even leaning into it. I think this is who he is. Yeah, right. 
But it's almost it's like living. he's trying to be offensive. Like this is it's almost like an SNL skit. I mean, <laughs> the people wear like on the screen now. The people wearing Italian flag colored like headbands in the yeah. DeVito section last night. It's like a bad TV show yeah. trying to make fun of Italian heritage. No, they're like kissing each other on the... Sounds <laughs> yeah. like an MTV show from a couple of years ago. What yeah. was the name of that? Oh, yeah. Jersey Shore it made a lot of money, right? <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like they're kissing each like the the men, like the agent and the dad are kissing each other on the cheek. Uh, uh, again, it's like they can hear the cha-ching, cha-ching, and they're happy for him, I'm sure. But yeah, also, the game. But you- also, it's like I'm glad someone didn't kiss on the lips like Michael Corleone yeah, kissed yeah. Fredo. And then yeah. it was like, uh-oh. Well, someone's going to die. You know who was missing from this <laughs> party cool. last night? Yeah. Because he's banned. Big Dom could have joined this <laughs> Big party, Dom too. Big Dom is not welcome <laughs> at the they, giant They probably stadium. need some security here. You know, he's, uh, he's a hot guy right now. B- bring in Big Dom De- DeSandro. He'd be great here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, offseason Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, you that in love with Marcus Mariota? Uh, I don't know. Derek David Carr said that the Eagles should be starting Marcus Mariota. <laughs> so maybe we are. <laughs> David Carr has sacked 70 times. I mean, he may, he may have some that cognitive is a, issues. That is not nice, well. CJ. That <laughs> is, I didn't say that. Yeah, it was an all-time bad take, though. Uh, Bogish is here with headlines. Good morning. Good morning. Those headlines sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. The Miami Dolphins didn't win a December game a year ago. They routed the Commanders last weekend to start this December, and then last night happened. Levis out of the gun to his left in the backfield is Henry. Three receivers to the left. Marks out the signals. Plenty of time on the play clock. 1.53 to play. Takes the snap. Hands it off to Henry. Running to his left. Stiff arms his way to the goal line. He dives forward. He's in. Touchdown, Titans. Tom McCarthy on Westwood one second touchdown in 51 seconds late in the fourth as Tennessee stole a 28-27 win in Miami. Mike McDaniel's team now one game behind the Ravens atop the AFC. We all get to share the share the blame, in, in, in my opinion, or at least know the locker room felt um, 100% responsible. I think that's what you want. I think um, there's a lot of people that are going to be uh, – it's going to be tough to go to sleep tonight. The Titans are the first team in seven seasons to win after being down by 14 with less than three minutes to play. The Packers, meanwhile, kind of gift-wrapped a win for the Giants in the other game last night. Three turnovers, other mistakes, allowed Big Blue to hang around and then steal a 24-22 home win on Randy Bullock's 37-yard field goal as time expired. Mr. DeVito was 4-for-4, four four, 53 yards on that game-winning drive. And now his team has won three in a row. Brian Dable says his third-string QB has the team's confidence. He's earned that, and he knows he's got we got plenty to work on. Um, he's only started four games, or, uh, but they, they do. They see him at practice. He has good practices. Um, he's not afraid to turn it loose. And he brings cold cuts. Uh, DeVito <laughs> threw for 158 <laughs> yards and one score. I'm sorry. I was just doing a little crack research here about DeVito's agent. His name is Sean Stellato, yeah. and he's a longtime agent, and he is known as, I believe this is a self-proclaimed nickname, the Italian Stallion of Agents. So I don't <laughs> think you have to worry about whether or not you're leaning into this too much, or whether he's anything offensive. Although our own Andrew Kaplan did say he's not offended as an Italian-American, he's offended as someone who likes good impressions, <laughs> which you could not do. Again.
<laughs> uh, the Giants are now one game behind five, six, and seven teams for the last NFC wild card. The Packers are atop that group despite this loss, so they'd be in the playoffs if the season was over. Chargers QB Justin Herbert may be having surgery today for his broken right index finger. The operation would determine if he can come back this season. L.A. plays Vegas Thursday night. The Raiders don't know yet who their starting QB will be since Aiden O'Connell was shut out Sunday. So expect another grumpy Al Michaels mm. if he's calling Easton Stick against <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo on Thursday night. I mean, Garoppolo would be better than Aiden O'Connell. By the way, watch out for Easton Stick. That to, guy. To do what? He, he's pretty good. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm a big Easton Stick fan. Based on what? Well, he looked. He like didn't look bad. 2017 FCS. Did you see that bomb he threw to Quentin Johnson? Uh, yeah, he tore no, up Idaho based on six years ago. <laughs> based on preseason and the fact that his name is Easton. <laughs> we, so here's the thing. I'm all ready to bury like, hey, we don't have enough good quarterbacks in the league. Why aren't we developing more quarterbacks? You need, you know, Joe Flacco to come off the bench, off the couch at 38 to come save you if you're the Browns. But then I see last night. I'm like, he got Devito, Gallo, Will Levis. Beast and stick. Maybe well, there I mean, are good quarterbacks in this league. I don't know. That whole quarterback argument, we're it, there are eighteen backups playing. So you're saying is it the fault is there's no good quarterbacks because Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson got hurt? Does that everybody no, that, got hurt? That that the backups aren't developed where if you lose your quarterback, it's like that's it, kiss the season goodbye. Yeah. And I'm not so sure that's true anymore. Maybe well, I was wrong on my assumption. But fifteen years ago, do you think the backups were any good? They were terrible back then too. Where's that, Jeff I mean, Hostetler? I Jeff I Trent, brings up Trent Jeff. How about Frank Reich? The yeah. biggest comeback in yes. NFL history. But, well, you guys year. are forgetting for every Frank Reich and Trent Dilfer and Jeff Hosseller, there was 27 guys who stunk. But That's why think, they're backups. But besides Nick Foles, do you think there's any backup quarterback now that you'd say, oh, if they got in, they could take their team to the Super Bowl? No. And Nick Foles, by the way, was I'm not so pro- sure about that. Nick Foles was already a pro bowler. I mean, right. he wasn't your traditional backup. I think there's I think there's a guy who might be able to take you to the Super Bowl. There might be one Nick Foles that exists in the season. We'll get to that a little later. Bogish, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, maybe most importantly, guys, as uh, I'm still new around here, I hope that one day we can all have this type of connection. Could you blindfold and just have your hands under and tell who it is? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I could, yeah. for sure. I, I knew I knew Jeff Saturday's butt cheeks as well as anybody. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think you ever want to blind. You don't want to use blindfold and butt cheeks. Together very often, but uh, stop saying the word butt cheeks. Yeah, we can. Uh, So that's comedian Nate Bargetzi asking Eli and Peyton on last night's Manning cast uh, how well they knew the undercarriage of their centers. (laughs) That's a bad word. And apparently, there are some times, according to Peyton, where blindfolds and butt cheeks are okay. Sometimes, not a lot of times. (laughs) I've got an idea for this. You know, they've made the Pro Bowl all weird now. Like the Pro Bowl is not a game anymore; it's a skills competition. Eli and Peyton host it. Do a blindfold, mm. get all the all the quarterbacks who made the Pro Bowl, all the centers, switch them around, and see if you can guess: is this my center? Is this not my center? Just with the with the blindfold. Wow, so a really almost X-ray like pinata kind of thing. Blindfold, <laughs> spin them around, yeah. send them towards Jalen you know, Jalen Hurts towards Jason Kelsey, and see if you can find him. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old school. So then a bunch of naked people pop out of my closet. No, 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 not like that. When you catch the early flight home from Phoenix, like naked is scared is naked in football. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like blindfold the guy. Yeah, say it's Jalen Hurts. But it's not like, is it going to be Jason Kelsey or is it Mitch Travis Morse? Kelsey. And let's see if he. <laughs> no, the game's <laughs> that pretty. That one you might know. Or is it just the center, like uh, Perloff called him yesterday? Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
I don't think it's that complicated game. Your game makes perfect sense. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I think it'd be super funny. Can yeah. you actually tell your center's butt cheeks with a blindfold? On? I'm not sure HR would approve of this. Actual... No, this is the Pro Bowl. This isn't. Yeah. They don't HR. I think it's a. I don't know if a bunch of centers are going to want to get <laughs> felt up over. by Jalen Hurts. <laughs> felt up. I mean, that's a little. It's a little extreme. But just uh, you know, but take, actually, take, no. How about this? Just take a snap. You don't have to feel them up. You don't have to, it's not like you're over there. You know, uh, it's that's like, basically what a snap is. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, within the field of play. Go up yeah. under center, blindfolded, take a snap on two. Yeah. Hut one, hut two. Was well, that your center? Well, for Dak, it'd be, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, you forgot the yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, the yeah here we go. Important. You're right about that. What a strange thing that is. Okay. Uh, back to sports. The Athletic was the first to report yesterday that Shohei Otani is deferring $680 million of the $700 million he's getting from the Dodgers. He'll get $2 mil for each of the next 10 years, and then annual checks of $68 million every July 1st, starting in 2034. This gives L.A. some flexibility now and helps Otani apparently avoid California's high tax rates. Uh, this was mind-blowing, by the way. Yes. We'll get more into it. It just... It's a mind-boggling proposition that Shohei Otani is going to play for the Dodgers for $2 million a year for the next 10 years. Yes. And all, by the way, no opt-outs in his contract reportedly. No, hey, I can hold the organization hostage if I want to. Or, hey, if I stink or get hurt, the organization can get rid of me. None of that stuff. No, and no interest, apparently, on the deferrals. So he's not actually right. making more money down the road. They're just just redistributing his like pay schedule. Which I don't understand. Why wouldn't he want to be the one to invest that money, not say wait for yeah. a, a decade? I, I guess because he makes so much in not playing, yeah. this doesn't this doesn't matter somehow. Yeah, I mean one thing I disagree with you a little bit. That sixty eight million dollar check in twenty forty one is gonna feel sweet. Well it's the <laughs> ultimate retirement. Yeah, fund. what I mean, a pension. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Amazing. I mean I thought New York City teachers had a good pension. This is out of control. <laughs> what about broadcasters? <laughs> Not sure yeah. about that. Yeah, no check pension. With our union rep, good I think, luck. I think it's bogus actually. <laughs> it's actually Rich Ackerman if you oh, need. Okay. We're all and we're the all answer safe. is no. <laughs> Rich Ackerman's our union rep? Oh boy. Well, he's claimed the role. Uh, unofficially. I don't think we technically have one, but Ack wants to be it. They got the nuts in their mouth. <laughs> and then he just got fired. <laughs> so we're now looking for a new union rep. Dude, yes. yeah. I nominate Manny. Grand opening, grand closing. Step off, dude. <laughs> I mean, Manny's done updates and board up in the last 72 hours. He must well be the shop steward as well. We will <laughs> just add it on, man. We will man. not tolerate infestation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NBA last night, the Kings hit a franchise record 25 threes in a 131-118 home win over the Nets. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 30 in the Thunders, 134-120 win over the Jazz. And the Nuggets snapped the three-game skid, 129-122 in Atlanta. Jamal Murray had 29. And now back to you guys. Thank you, Andrew Bogish. I think we just came up with a really good idea for the NFL. So, you know, everyone can poo-poo it if they want, but blindfolded quarterbacks taking a snap from the center, can you tell whose butt that is? You're not tuning in? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll watch. Yeah! <laughs> Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Lots more to do. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, lots more to do, including uh, big questions now with coming down the stretch here this college college football season. Hello. NFL season. You want to know it's a cliche? Not just the Tommy DeVito stuff. We got a lot of football left. 
And it feels like that with the season. Yeah. Like the season's almost just getting going right now. We'll explain more about that in a minute. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We're still like kind of basking in the glow of this Monday Night Football doubler header. I mean, we don't know why it existed. Yeah. We're not sure why the games will start at the same. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Same time? No. But they both ended up being these photo finishes. Both were upsets. And for the Dolphins... Getting upset by the Tennessee Titans. That was a 13 and a half point spread. That was the largest spread of any game in yep. week 14. And not only that, the Titans basically gave this game away. I, I, they muffed a punt and had a fumble that was a muff punt return for, uh, that was eventually turned into a touchdown. A fumble that was eventually turned into a touchdown. So this is all inside of three minutes. They staged yep. this furious comeback. And then on the Giants side of things, they were six and a half point underdogs. Green Bay Packers just played a terrible yeah. game, and now the legend of Tommy DeVito lives. Well, I think with Miami, the wind went out of their sails when Tyreek Hill got hurt early. So their offense just was slow all night long. And as for Green Bay, I have a bad feeling about this. I love me some Jordan Love. I think he's one of those guys who's not good at night, like Andy Dalton Uh-oh. and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm starting to get that vibe. Uh, somebody was saying his night stats aren't as good as his day stats. I got to double check that because I feel like he's had some wins at night, but this is a, he could be one of those quarterbacks. That's kind of like a one in one out. Like Kirk Cousins goes out with an injury and now we need someone else who can come in <laughs> and doesn't play well at night. Like now it's, yeah, Jordan there's Love, some really good quarterbacks who struggle in prime time. I hope Jordan Love's not one of them. Uh, let's go to the phones. Daryl's in Northern California has a thought on Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito. Hey, Daryl. Hey, how you doing, uh, Maggie? How you doing this morning? We're doing great. What's on your mind? Um, I was just driving to work, and I was just—you guys got me cracking up. I thought it would have been amazing if um, Devito could have went on Goodfellas like uh, Jimmy two times, but at the, at the end of the uh, game and been like, "Hey, yeah, we had to score a touchdown. Score a touchdown." Yeah, <laughs> you know, he says everything twice, and, or um, or get like uh, talk to his old college coach and be, get Danny Devito on him and be like, "Hey, I don't sign shoes." I thought that, I think that's great what you guys are talking about, man. You keep me awake this morning for real. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you know, get to work safely. Uh, thank I, you so much for the phone call. I don't think we should take credit. I think Tommy DeVito and his clan needs to take credit <laughs> because they're they're just laying it out on a silver platter for us just to entertain everybody. With last night was amazing. I, honestly, the 5-8 and eight Giants would be the most boring team in the league if they didn't have Tommy DeVito right now. Without a doubt. And, yes, I would love it if somehow in the press conference after, it's like, 
you know, it's funny how you converted that first down, fourth down. It's like, funny how? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny, yeah. like, it's a joke <laughs> to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michael Imperioli I mean, basically lives around here. He could probably get out there a little spider. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Tommy DeVito's like, well, yes, I was just trying to convert the third down. He just is not, he's not doing it in the press conference. Uh, but he's doing it with his look. Again, yeah, yeah. EJ said he's signing sandwiches at a local deli. And the dude lives at home. Yeah, he does live at home. It's Mom amazing. Makes his bed. Favorite, favorite food is his mom's cutlets. I mean, I mean spot the lie. Did you hear it's on the, like a pretty good cook. they said last night on the broadcast that no one's cooking in his house anymore because the neighbors are delivering meals every night. Oh, so he's a local hero. Well, Interesting. They're bringing food over probably because they also want to see Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe have him sign a couple things. You got to capitalize on this when it's good. There's, I mean, one just down, a, there's one downside to this, though, for Tommy. What's that? He can't move out of his parents' house now. Yeah. He's got to stay there. Like, he, you got <laughs> Once you've committed to the bit, now it's it. He's got to be the neighborhood guy living in his mom's basement. <laughs> well, is that kind of like Brock Purdy as a roommate? Like, right. Brock Purdy can't <laughs> go get his own place now. That's because he's not Lin making was, enough money. Jeremy yeah. Lin was sleeping on somebody, his friend's couch. Yeah. Like, this, now yeah. he's got to commit to this for as long as his giant contract lasts. Right. Oh, yeah, well, that'll be great for his uh, game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Dad, come back to my mom's house. Well, I was wondering, actually, I had that thought process last night. What happens when this young man, who's the, now the quarterback for the Giants, meets a young lady is he sneaking them in the back door of his parents' house? That's incredibly Perloff. While I was watching Monday Night Football, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this undrafted rookie's dating life. You weren't thinking about Nobody Not thought about this. No, Nobody uh, thought uh, about if he gets lucky. I was what is thinking he doing? about that draft pick slipping away from my hands. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. he's salty. I, I was, I was actually, I'm with Perloff. I was thinking about that as well. I was wondering, does he have to go back to her place? Okay, I'm just thinking, you guys think this is the first time he's encountered this? The guy's like a local high school legend, so he's probably... You know, had this pop up before. But I'm sure now that he's playing quarterback for the New York Giants, I mean, he may, have some New, he may have some New York, New Jersey starlets <laughs> call, calling his, yeah, call his I, phone. Can you bring them to your mom's basement? I don't know. I don't know. If I'm, if I'm in a bar and the Giants quarterback walks up and talks to my girl, I'm nervous. If the Illinois quarterback walks up, I'm not nervous at all. I'm like, <laughs> Illinois? Well, When's the last time you topped 30 in a game? That's the guy <laughs> they told you not to be worried about. And here we go. Now it's Tommy Cutlets, and he's got your girl. Yeah. Can we, can we um, maybe get a... Who's the best celebrity girlfriend for him? I'm thinking somebody from the, Jersey Shore. Is there somebody available? Snooki. Oh, is Snooki? Is she they're single? All like, they're, they're all like, married, though, right? No, they're all like 15 years How older than him. The woman who plays Meadow Soprano. She, She's like 45. Oh, yeah, but 40. Meadow? Come on. She's no, married, too. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson made it work. I'm sure Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, could, Tommy could do something. With it. Just Zach would be jealous of that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What else is going on in sports? How about a $700 million contract that seems like Fugazi? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.